Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, and welcome to The Debrief from the Business of Fashion, where each week we go deep on our most popular BOF professional stories with the correspondents who created them. I'm Lauren Sherman. You've definitely seen it. That oversized, grayish, topish suit worn with white sneakers and a gold chain by Instagram's coolest girls. It's made by The Frankie Shop, a store founded on the Lower East Side of Manhattan by ex-journalist Gael Gervet back in 2014. Over the past decade, the Frankie Shop's quilted jackets, monochrome tracksuits, oversized blazers, t-shirts, and even cargo pants have been a go-to for a certain kind of creator and downtown fashion type in cities across the globe, including Paris, where the second Frankie Shop opened in 2017. But while the Frankie Shop really blew up over the pandemic, its sweatpants alternatives taking over as people started getting dressed up and going to bars again, it's still growing rapidly. Over the past year, to keep up with demand, the company started selling at major retailers, including Matches Fashion and Essence. It has also launched new categories, including home and menswear. So far this year, it has brought in $40 million in net sales, doubling from last year. That's not too bad for a brand of this size. So what makes Frankie Shop work? Today I have with me BOF contributor MC Nanda, who recently reported on the company for the site. MC, thank you so much for joining me on The Debrief. It's so nice to have you here. I know, I'm so excited. Uh, longtime listener, first time caller. Very, very excited to be on the pod. So let's talk about why you wanted to pursue this story. I feel like, did I get a text from you when you were in Paris about the Frankie shop. I feel like that happened, but maybe I made it up in my head. <laughs> you did. I have been fascinated by the Frankie shop for a while. Living in New York City, it feels very ubiquitous. I see so many people wearing it all the time. And I was curious about it for a while. And then I was living in Paris for a month. They have two stores in Paris that I would walk by a lot. And they were constantly packed with customers, like nonstop and I think there's something interesting or a weird sort of feeling of seeing a brand that you see online and on social media actually in person and realizing that there's like a quantifiable demand or it's like this amount of consumers are actually very interested in the product and willing to go out and try it on and shop for it. So I think that kind of led to my text to you asking what you thought of the brand and why it was so popular. So why do you think it's so popular? Can you talk a bit about the history of the brand and how it got to the point it is today? Yeah, one thing that surprised me about the Frankie shop was that it's been around for quite a while and it started with brick and mortar. It's not kind of 
a part of this generation of brands that was raised on social and somehow became ubiquitous through paid social strategy. This is a brand that has been in the Lower East Side with the brick and mortar store in 2014. So it's been around for quite a while. It started with brick and mortar strategy and it's kind of grown organically. Originally it was a multi-brand store. And then a few years after she started producing her own styles. And when I say she, I'm talking about Guy Algebet, the founder she was pretty big about choosing up and coming brands. She chose Ghani, a lot of Lulu Studio, a lot of brands that have now become very popular. So she originally had a strong brick and mortar base in Lower East Side. But I think the brand's expansion, particularly its own brand that has done so well, is she's really attuned to influencers. I think the brand is constantly seen across social media on influencers to the point that when I first started doing this story, I assumed that they had a really robust paid influencer strategy and that this was like a larger pay for play model that we see on a lot of other brands. But one thing that was interesting about them when I started talking to Gail is that that's actually not the case. And they've just built up a very strong brand through styling, through really consistent drops of newness. They've done really, really well in getting customers to continually come back to the site and to the product, which I think is really hard to do, particularly for a brand that is really focused on sort of utilitarian basics and a trend driven sort of model. So let's talk a bit about what it looks like and why it is so cool looking and it does look different. I tweeted out your story and one person on Twitter responded, someone who works in the industry has been in the industry for 25 years. So there's like European fast fashion, like H&M and Zara, but then there's also Korean fast fashion that a lot of retailers, multi-brand retailers buy from Korea because they like really on trend, cool stuff and it's affordable. I buy a lot of Korean fast fashion for my kid, actually. Like those brands are really great. And they were asking if the Frankie shop buys tons of Korean fast fashion and white labels and puts their label on it. And I said, I, I don't know if they do that anymore. It seems like they now probably make dedicated products. But let's talk a bit about the aesthetic and also the use of stylists like Suzanne Kohler, who is a Paris-based stylist and magazine editor and art director. People who may not know her name would know that she did a collaboration with the French brand APC a couple of years ago. She has incredible style. Like I've gone to the store after looking online and thinking, oh, that looks cool. Maybe I want to buy something. And the stuff they have in the store is just elevated so much by the way she styles it. But could you talk a bit about like what kinds of products that they do and why it has worked so well for influencers, but also it really toes the line between being cheesy because some cheesy people wear it online and being cool. It's really tricky, the balance that they've been able to pull off so far. I'm curious to know from your perspective, like what is it about the styling that makes it work so well? Yeah, that's one thing when I spoke to Leon Wiggins, who's the chief buyer at Matches, that she said was that there's kind of something for everyone. For those who haven't maybe Googled the Frankie shop while listening to this podcast, they're really known for their hero products are oversized blazers, huge suiting, padded quilted jackets. One of their biggest bestsellers a few years ago was just a t-shirt. There's a weird mix and you kind of wonder how products that, you know, you can find so many oversized blazers now from so many different labels at so many different price points. This one thing about the Frankie shop as well is it's not fast fashion. It is at a higher price point. Their blazers are $300, $400. Their investment pieces are labeled as such. I think 
having the styling that they do, it's really easy for consumers to imagine themselves wearing it. They've managed to have such an incredible creating desire, I guess, in a, in a really unique way. One thing Wigan said that also struck out to me was she was like, it's just kind of simple. Like when you find a pair of pants that you really like, you're going to buy them in eight different colors and you're going to just keep coming back to them. And I think that's something they've done really well. They do toe that line in a really interesting way. I think seeing a lot of influencers wearing it, it can be either a huge incentive for some people and deter some people away. So there's kind of a hard mix to get. And I think speaking to that cheesiness, I think it is really hard, but at the end of the day, they are just basics. It is just an oversized blazer. They're very mix and match. One thing that I thought Wigan said that was really interesting was she sees a lot of people mix and matching purchasing with the row, with other high-end utilitarian sort of basics that have become really prominent in the sort of women's suiting movement that we've seen kind of explode over the past few years. I think we're maybe reaching a saturation point, but when I was talking to Sarah at WGSN, the style forecasting agency, she was like, there's a looming recession. People are going to be wanting to wear suits and blazers and more investment pieces. So I don't really see the trend slowing down at all. Do you own anything from the Frankie shop? No, I do not. I've gone back and forth about it. I went into the store briefly in Paris, but honestly, there were so many people in there. I was like, I can't try this on. But I know a lot of people that wear it. And it's surprising, too, because I'll sometimes ask people on the street in New York if I like something that they're wearing, you know, what is this? And a lot of times I've either assumed it's been the row or totem or something like that. And a lot of women are like, oh, no, you know, my pants are totem, but I'm wearing a Frankie shop blazer, which I think has been an interesting sort of contrast that they are seen in some ways, or they're at least bought within a stable of brands that's very high end and very cutting edge when it comes to women's contemporary wear. Yeah. And just a side note, totem is a line that was started by Elin Kling, who is a former influencer. It's just interesting because totem kind of sits between, which just opened a store in New York, Frankie shop in the row. One of the other things that you mentioned in the piece that I didn't really know, they have like a very specific drops program that I think works really well for this kind of brand, but not many people employ it. Can you speak a bit about how they distribute their product to the consumer and show it off in a novel way? Yeah, definitely. And one thing that's interesting about that is anytime I've considered buying the Frankie shop or going onto the website, a lot of their pieces are sold out. So I haven't bought them. And I think that kind of keeps consumers coming back to the website, but essentially they have a really limited inventory that obviously keeps cash flow well. They're not sitting on a lot. And what Javette said is the the wait list is kind of her baby. She'll, you know, check the wait list whenever she's piloting new products However long the wait list is, she'll produce a little more product, making sure that not maybe everyone is able to get what they want, but that they'll be able to keep coming back and waiting for those styles. I think there's something about creating that desire, wanting to make sure a consumer really wants a product before they buy it, that you're right, not many brands can pull off and it's very hard to do. I think we've seen a lot of unsuccessful drop models in the in the fashion industry post sort of the rise of Supreme, but They've managed to do it in a really thoughtful way. And with such limited quantities, it does create a real sense of, I, I want this product and I really want to be able to be on the wait list for it. I'm signed up. I'm getting emails from them now. I'll maybe add a few products onto my, onto my cart that I maybe wouldn't have before. But they also continually have new styles. They tweak things constantly. So you do feel like anytime you go to the website after waiting on the wait list of products finally there, there are constantly new things to come back to just in different silhouettes, different styles. And that 
creates a lot of seasonal changes as well to a uniform in terms of fall styles, fall colors, you know, moving into the winter, they add that. The 10 years growing this business to $40 million in sales, that's a really good number for taking an investment from a private equity firm. That's the kind of sweet spot because 40 million, you can get that. Uh, if you take money from private equity, like if you look at a Ghani or something, then you can get it up to 200 million and then you sell it again and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to ask too many questions in in one question, but what have they done to sort of keep the growth up? You mentioned an e-commerce site that's based in Europe. Like what are the tricks that they've pulled off to keep the growth moving without having to kind of flood the market with stuff? Yeah, I think trying to find a way to scale as a brand of this size is always challenging, especially when the demand is so high. One thing they've done, they did launch a European website during the pandemic to keep orders coming in. They're moving manufacturing closer to those stores and to those key markets in the U.S. and in Europe. And they've also expanded a lot of brick and mortar stores, which can be definitely challenging. I think from what I've seen in both Paris and New York, there is consistent demand. They're not overextending themselves, which I think can be a really hard line to toe as a brand of this size. But I think just keeping the website open and adding a new website in Europe, bringing in more sales. And I guess they're they're changing their marketing strategy quite a bit. I think it's interesting because she also hasn't really hired a lot of people. The team was pretty small and now she's hired a chief marketing officer. She wants to do more pay for play for Instagram, doing more influencer partnerships and collaborations. And so do you know anything about how it's funded? Is it self-funded? Is she looking for funding? Like from that perspective, did you all talk about that at all? Yes. Having been a business of fashion journalist for a while, I was keen to ask that question because I was curious. From what she told me, they are privately funded. She's never taken outside funding. And when I asked if LVMH or if a big brand came knocking, if a private equity firm with a lot of money came knocking, what would you do? And she was like, I think I want to keep it small for now. I don't think I want to grow at that size. I think keeping the operation manageable. And I think what they've done over the past nearly 10 years is grow at a manageable pace, which is why they are where they are today. I think she didn't seem interested in taking on outside funding and was more just like, I want to be a small brand. I still want to be a niche brand and I want to have widespread exposure, but finding that balance, I think is going to be interesting. In short, I don't think they're going to take on funding for now. Cool. So we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsors. And when we return, MC will outline what's next for everyone's favorite Instagram brand. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. MC, welcome back to the debrief. So what does a company like this do from here? Because Instagram itself, it's not what it used to be. I haven't been on their website in so long, and now I want every single thing that's on here. And I need a new pair of pants. They have all the like perfect silhouettes for pants and everything. But I don't actually see it on Instagram that often anymore in terms of their actual brand. I might see it on influencers, but I don't see the Frankie Shop account as Instagram kind of fades away and TikTok becomes more popular and just like the world changes, how do you think they can keep up not only aesthetically, but just like digitally with where the market moves? I think aesthetically it's been interesting because in doing this piece, I went back to look at the Frankie Shop's earliest collections or one of its early product campaigns. And what's been surprising is the aesthetic has largely remained the same. Obviously there are tweaks to tailoring, but this is a brand that stayed fairly consistent and has just been able to kind of ride this incredible trend in women's suiting that we've seen over the past few years. One thing that Gail's actually very skilled at is knowing what influencers will be wearing. I, I think there's an interesting inflection point of watching runway trends, seeing what people are wearing on the street and finding a mix in between those two that's highly marketable. And I think she's managed to do that well and select those products and that styling in a way that keeps people coming back. So I think kind of keeping runway trends and what influencers are wearing as a North Star, she's managed to kind of stay on top of that. As far as Instagram goes, I agree. And I think that the brand definitely relies on the sort of polished feed posts of street style that used to be such a, a large part of a lot of fashion brands trends. They've expanded into TikTok. She's hired a chief marketing officer. And one thing I've noticed about the brand's TikTok as well is it isn't as polished. It does follow sort of the TikTok style that we see a lot of brands following. But I think she's now moving past being maybe reticent for influencer collaboration, influencer strategy to making that a goal or a focus of the coming years to work with influencers more closely to do more paid partnerships, which I think will be interesting given that the brand, again, despite its ubiquity, is still fairly not interested in doing a paid partnerships. So I think that's been a, a key difference this year. So I think they're really trying to grow on TikTok and explore other channels as well. Got it. They're 85% digital in terms of sales, but a lot of that comes now from big e-commerce companies like Matches and Essence and other retailers where they've been picked up in recent years, right? I think a lot of that new traffic and new exposure has come from wholesale accounts over the past few years because she's really opened up in doing that. I think she originally started with Net-A-Porter in 2019 and then has rapidly sort of expanded beyond there. So there is a lot more exposure and flow coming from those accounts. And next up is a shop in London, right? Yes, a shop in London and maybe a shop in LA or another key market in the US. I think there is high demand in London. And I think with Brexit, there is a lot of issues in getting those kind of goods to British customers. As someone who lives in LA, it's a very weird shopping town, but I would welcome it. It'd be fun to have a store like that. 
MC, it was so great to chat with you. Thank you for being with us. We love your work and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Lauren. This was so wonderful speaking with you. Be sure to check out MC's article, What's Next for the Frankie Shop at businessoffashion.com. The link to this and other pieces available to BOF professional subscribers only is also in the show notes. You have been listening to The Debrief, produced and edited by Emma Clark, Kate Barton, Eric Bria, and Georgie Rutherford in the BOF studio. I'm Lauren Sherman, and I'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Thanks so much for joining us, and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can join BOF Professional today with an exclusive 25% discount on an annual membership covering key industry topics from sustainability to technology to marketing with access to our case studies, live events, and iOS app. To get this special offer and benefit from 25% off of a membership, head to the link in the episode show notes or enter the coupon code DEBRIEF at checkout. Visit businessoffashion.com slash memberships. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.